0: coming up on Locked on Dodgers. The Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 5 to 2. Clayton Kershaw was awesome. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about the plans for today's doubleheader. We're going to talk about Albert Pujols coming to town this weekend and we're going to talk about the resurgence of Phil Bickford. Let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time watching or listening, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio, but it's just me today. So Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in in the press box in the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what I'm going to do for you today, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. And in this case, it was another Dodgers victory. Their 102nd win of the year. They are now 102 and 44. They had never in franchise history been more than 56 games above 500 at any point in any season. They are now 58 games above 500. It's crazy. And the schedule doesn't get super hard from here. They, they have four more games in this series with the diamondbacks, a weird five game series. Thanks to the lockout. That includes a doubleheader today that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, then they have three with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a good team. Then they have three in San Diego with the Padres, uh, so three home games down in San Diego, and then they come back home for six games with the Rockies to finish the season, and that's it. That is the rest of the season. Uh, so you've got you know six games. The the Cardinals and Padres are both probable playoff teams. They're both good teams, uh, not as good as the Dodgers. But you know if you say the Dodgers, even if they split those three uh, or those six, they go three and three in those six games it's very easily easy to see them in their final 16 games going i don't know 11 and 5 at least which would put them at 113 wins which is about what they're on pace for right now anyway so it's just they still have an outside shot at setting the major league record they would have to really really dominate they would have to go uh i think 15 and 1 yeah they'd have to go 15 and 1 the rest of the way to break the record to get 117 wins. The record is 116, uh, but they're easily going to pass their franchise record, which is 106. They're only four away from that. They just need to go five and 11 to do that. Uh, with this win on Monday night, they clinched a buy in the first round. They are officially one of the two teams that gets to go straight to the division series, which means it's official. The Dodgers first playoff game this year will be October 11th at Dodger stadium. So, you can start making your plans now because that is set in stone. Games one, two, and if necessary, five of the division series will be at Dodger Stadium. Uh, we still have yet to see if they will clinch uh, home field in the NLCS and then home field in the World Series. Chances are they're going to clinch all of those because it's likely that they're going to finish with the best record in baseball. But the only thing official so far is that they get a bye. They don't want to play in the wild card round. Go straight to the division series. Clayton Kershaw was awesome in this game. He threw six innings, allowed just one run, struck out 10, no walks. It was the 27th game uh, in Kershaw's career that he's had at least 10 strikeouts and zero walks. That's very impressive. Uh, Almost didn't allow any runs with first and third and one out in the whatever inning that was the top of the fifth. Uh, Ground ball to Max Muncy. He threw to Gavin Lux for the force out at second. Lux, relayed to first Freddie Freeman went all out, did the splits stretched as far as he possibly could maybe got the guy, but the call on the field was safe. Replay wasn't enough to overturn it. Uh, If the call on the field field had been out, it wouldn't have overturned it. It was that close. There's just no way to know for sure. One angle looked like he was out. One angle looked like he might've been safe. Definitely not enough to overturn it. And so that allowed the run to score. If Freddie Freeman stretched you know an inch and a half farther uh Clayton Kershaw has six shutout innings uh it's that close still as it is his ERA for the season is down to 239 I mean he's Clayton Kershaw he is when he's healthy he is still one of the best pitchers in baseball the only question is health and uh that's been the case with him and obviously last year the answer to will Clayton Kershaw be healthy for the, the the postseason was a very sad answer. And hopefully this year we get a better answer. Um, all in all, we, we got another, you know, we've heard a lot of people, Freddie Freeman got almost offended the other day when, when reporters were asking him about the Dodgers letting up after clinching the division. I think it was the night of the clinch and somebody asked him, if they're going to let up and, and, and Freddie seemed offended by it. Like Freddie is always smiling, always friendly. And he was like, not friendly in this answer. He's like, the question doesn't register with me. Of course, we're not going to let up. Uh, and, and Justin Turner said kind of the same thing. The, uh, the other day, David Vassay asked him, oh, it was Sunday night after the the sweep of the Giants. Um, and Vassay asked him, how do you, stay so relentless, how does the team stay so relentless and focused when you've already clinched the division, you've already passed 100 wins, there's nothing left to play for, really. I mean, the, the, yeah, the home field advantages, even those are likely to come. And, and Just Turner said, it just starts with this group of guys and wanting to show up every day and wanting to win. It doesn't matter where we're at in the standings or where anyone else is, we want to show up to the field every day and win a ball game and feel good about ourselves when we're going home. And I love that mindset. I think it's I think it's great, and I think it's obvious that that is the mindset of pretty much everybody on this team. And as a manager, Dave Roberts has to kind of weigh those things. You know, he's not going to give Freddie Freeman many days off. He's not going to give Trey Turner many days off. Uh, but he does have to occasionally give guys days off. He has to, you know, with starting starting pitchers. You know, he let Kershaw go, I think, 94 pitches. Yeah, 94 pitches in six innings, which is good for Kershaw to get stretched out. Obviously, there's with time in Kershaw's career when he would have been like 94. I've got 110 in me. No problem. Give me the seventh inning. And in this case, everybody understands, no, what we're playing for is bigger than this. We don't need you for another inning here. Uh, and, and it's a balancing act because you also don't want to burn out your bullpen. Uh, so there's so many things. And we're going to talk a little bit about the bullpen and just kind of the, the logjam there uh, later in this episode. But, you know, it's it's on Dave Roberts. It's on the front office to... Keep things, keep guys rested and to, to kind of balance that right now versus October mindset. But the players, once you're in the lineup, it's like, okay, let's go win. And they're so good that, yeah, you, you can go out there and win. This game against the D backs, the Dodgers only had nine hits. Three of those were from Gavin Lux, two from Joey Gallo. You know, Mookie Betts was over four, Freddie Freeman was over three, uh, Will Smith was over three. You know, they they got one hit from Trey Turner to extend his hitting streak. Uh, And other than that, the top of the order, the big four didn't really do anything. Uh, Muncie had a double and scored. Gallo had a homer and an RBI single. Uh, Lux had the three hits and got robbed of two different RBIs. One time, Joey Gallo probably could have scored, but Dino Ebo held him. The other time, Will Smith uh, was called safe at the plate and then replay overturned it. Uh, You know, but yeah, overall, it's not like it was a, a great offensive game. But that's this Dodgers team. You don't need to be great because there's so many good hitters in this lineup. You just you just play and yeah, you're going to win most of the time. And so and like I've said before, this is a model that is sustainable. Going out there, the the idea is okay, let's win today and then at midnight, tomorrow is going to become today and then let's win today again. And you can sustain that all through October. If your goal is let's win today and you're as good as the Dodgers are, I really, really like their chances in October. Anything can happen. I'm not going to make a guarantee. I'm not Dave Roberts in that way. Uh, But they are the best team in baseball, and they have the best approach in baseball. And so I really like their chances. And like I mentioned to Vince uh, probably a month ago, I said this feels like a team that, in hindsight, we may look back and think, wow, they just steamrolled. Of course they were going to win the World Series. Uh, They have to win the World Series in order for that to uh, to come to pass, but it does have that feeling like we'll look back and say, Oh, obviously they were going to win the world series. Uh, but right now in the moment, it's still stressful and we're feeling that. And I hope we can remember that because that's part of the fun of being a sports fan. Part of the fun of being a baseball fan is feeling this stress in the regular season and then feeling the stress really in the post season. Uh, I'm going to come back in a minute. I am going to talk about Albert Pujols coming in town this weekend. A lot of fun stuff going on with that. So, Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB that's linkedin.com slash locked on ML MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. I am back. I want to thank you again for making locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. It really does mean a lot to us. We love talking Dodgers with you. We love interacting with you on social media and on YouTube and everything. So if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your comments down below uh if you're listening on the podcast you know if you're driving obviously don't tweet at us while you're driving that's against the law and unsafe and the world needs more Dodger fans in it not fewer so don't crash and die okay uh but you know when you get to work feel free to shoot us a tweet if you had any thoughts on the episode we'd love to hear it we'll give you all our contact contact info at the end of the episode uh i want to talk a little bit about Albert Pujols coming to town this weekend the cardinals are coming in uh it's it's exciting for a lot of reasons. It's a potential postseason matchup. Uh the Dodgers and Cardinals. Uh anybody making the postseason is a potential postseason matchup. Uh and so that could happen. Uh right now the Cardinals are likely to be the the third uh the third division winner, which means they would be playing in the wild card round. And I assume that means that they would be uh on the other side of the bracket. So they, if the Dodger finished with the best record, so Dodgers Cardinals would have to be the NLCS. They'd have to get through the wild card round and the division series, uh, but it could happen. Albert Pujols, as I'm recording this, he's sitting on 698 career homers uh, looking to become just the fifth player. Fifth, fourth, fourth player, Barry Bones, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Albert Pujols, fourth player to hit 700 home runs, uh in a career and there's a chance it could happen this weekend at Dodger Stadium and a couple Dodgers weighed in on that. One of them was Hanser Alberto. If you were watching the game on ESPN on Sunday night, Hanser was mic'd up in the dugout. It was awesome. He did some Spanish play by play. Like Hanser, other than the fact that he's not overly good at baseball, there's nothing not to love about the guy. I've said before I wouldn't mind if he wasn't on the postseason roster. Uh, and was just there in the dugout for, uh, you know, moral support. The w- whatever he is, you know, the the morale. Uh, but chances are, I mean, that Miguel Vargas hasn't got many at bats lately. Seems like they have kind of not given up on the idea of Miguel Vargas making the postseason roster, but it doesn't seem likely. And so, uh, you've got. Chances are Alberta is going to be on the postseason roster. But he was talking about having pitched. They asked him if he's the National League version of Shohei Ohtani. Uh, I said Shohei Ohtani in this episode. Um, they asked him if he's the National League version. He said, yeah, I don't throw as hard. Um, but, uh, you know, they they mentioned that he has a record eight pitching appearances this year. Uh, that's a record for a position player pitching. Seven of them have come in wins. As I've pointed out, that is by far a record. The previous record was three by by uh, Russell Martin, also with the Dodgers. Uh, But yeah, seven of Hanser's eight pitching appearances have come, in Dodgers wins. And he mentioned that he kind of wants to get two more pitching appearances just to get up to an even 10 for the season. And he specifically mentioned he would like to pitch to Albert Pujols because he would like to be the person to give up Albert Pujols' 700th home run. I love that. I think it's hilarious that, you know, and obviously if Hanser gets in a game, it's because it's out of, uh, out of hand there. The rules prohibit you from putting in a position player if the game's not out of hand. And so either the Dodgers are up big or down big. And at that point, yeah, if you want to give up a home run to Pujols, that's great, you know? And so Hanser and, and Pujols are both from the Dominican Republic. You know, Hanser is younger than Pujols, probably grew up idolizing Pujols. And so it's understandable that he would, want to be the one to give that up. Uh, I, I assume Pujols would rather have the 700th home run come off an actual pitcher, uh, but you know, may, maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter to him. And uh, I, you know, I could picture Hans, or if he gave up the 700th home run, I could picture him like meeting Pujols at home plate to, to hug him. Uh, just that would be fun. Max Muncy was asked about it. David Vasse asked him about it before the game on Monday. And Muncy said, no one wants to give up a home run and no one wants a home run hit on their team. But we're all kind of hoping it does happen here at Dodger Stadium. That would be pretty special. Talking about Pujols hitting the 700th homer, so even the Dodgers want Albert Pujols to hit 700, hit number 700 at Dodger Stadium. Obviously, they want it to come in a losing effort. Uh, but even that, you know, they don't care a ton because, like I said, they're not playing for a lot. But uh, I don't think they'd go so far. Obviously, Hanser, if If Hanser was facing Pujols, Hanser would absolutely be throwing him meatballs. He'd be asking him, where do you want it? Um, Any other actual pitcher, I don't think anybody wants to be, I don't think an actual pitcher wants to be the guy on those highlight videos. I don't think Mike Bassick likes that he was the one who gave up Barry Bonds' seven hundred fifty-six home run. I think that was his name, Mike Bassick. Um, You know, I, I don't think people like to be, in those uh, in those moments, and sometimes they make best of it. You know, Ralph Branca used to actually travel around with Bobby Thompson after the 1951 shot heard around the world. Uh, they became really good friends because of that. But you know, in general, as a pitcher, you don't want to be on a hitter's highlight video. Uh, and so maybe that would be better if it was Hanser. But uh, you know, so no no Dodgers pitcher is going to deliberately give up the home run. But uh, I don't think it would be heartbroken if they did give up that home run. And there are some guys who are still playing for postseason spots. And that is something that, uh, you know, you're not going to want to give up a home run. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, at least one of those guys in the last segment today about a guy who is playing, pitching for his postseason life. He obviously won't want to give it up. Um, but, you know, a guy like Justin Brule, like, you know, might be the the best claim to fame that Justin Brule ever, will ever have. You know, left handed pitcher seems like a guy they might bring in poo holes to pinch hit against. And, you know what, Brule? If you give it up, great. So uh, I I like that as competitive as this Dodgers team is, and they are competitive. They, in this game, you know, I, I mentioned Clayton Kershaw almost didn't give up a run because Freddie Freeman did the split stretching as far as he could to try to get that double play. This is a meaningless game. It was a meaningless run. The Dodgers were up five to nothing at the time. The run doesn't matter in the context of the game. The game doesn't matter in the context of the season, and yet Freddie Freeman is out there doing the dadgum splits trying to save Clayton Kershaw a run on his ERA. It's awesome. They are so competitive, and yet they recognize Albert Pujols is something special. He is beloved at Dodger Stadium. He's friends with a lot of those guys because they were on the same team last year, and he's chasing history. And in a game that doesn't matter, these three games this weekend ultimately don't matter very much. And so... Yeah, you know what? If Pujols comes in sitting on six ninety nine, I will absolutely be rooting for him. And I've always felt this way about Pujols. I actually have a, a tweet from twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. Uh, the first postseason game I went to uh, was Dodgers and Cardinals at Dodger Stadium. Clayton Kershaw against Adam Wainwright in two thousand eight or nine. Uh, I think it's two thousand nine. Um and Albert Pujols at the time was my favorite player in baseball even though he's on the Cardinals and i i said what i'm hoping for is for Albert Pujols to have four hits and the Cardinals to lose and i can still feel that way i love Albert Pujols you know i want the Dodgers to win i always want the Dodgers to win there is nothing that would make me you know i'm not going to for a good story if you know if if the record they were going for was the the Cardinals trying to set some record as a team with a win. No, I'm not in favor of that. I want the Dodgers to win the game, but if Pujols hits a home run and losing effort, I think that's pretty awesome. And I think Max Muncie agrees. Sounds like most of the Dodgers agree. I'm looking forward to this series this weekend, uh, watching Pujols, the reception he gets like, he only played less than a full season with the Dodgers, but he was such a fan favorite, such a player favorite. He's a legend. He's a first ballot hall of famer. And I think it's awesome. I hope the Dodgers do something special for him coming back and uh it's kind of funny that if not for Mike Talkman robbing him of a home run last year he'd be sitting on 699 right now instead of 698 stupid mike talkman guess what you're out of the league and Albert Pujols isn't um all right i'm going to come back in a minute i'm going to talk about the dodgers pitching plans for today's doubleheader and i'm going to talk about uh maybe the resurgence of phil bickford uh, i have three question marks next to that on my notes for the episode that's how sure i am of it so thank you for making locked on dodgers your first listen every weekday morning and please keep it locked on Dodgers. Okay. I am back and I want to thank you one last time for making locked on Dodgers your first listen. Actually, I'm probably going to thank you again for that later, but uh, it really does mean a lot to us. If you are watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh tell us what you, how you feel about Albert Pujols hitting number 700 uh, against the Dodgers if he does. Uh, again, like my, my stance is I want the Dodgers to win the games. But if Pujols can hit some home runs in a losing effort, I'm pretty cool with that. Uh, and, you know, anything else that you want to you talk about uh, in the comments or if you want to tweet at us, we'll give you all that contact info at the end of the episode. I don't know why I say we when I know it's just me on the episode. Maybe it's a fat joke. I don't know. Um, anyway. Uh, a couple things to talk about. The Dodgers played doubleheader with the Diamondbacks today. Games two and three of a five-game series. Thanks, owners, for that lockout that messed up the whole the whole schedule. I think this was originally scheduled to be a three-game series, and uh, but in the opening week that had to be rescheduled, the Dodgers had a four-game series with the D-backs and a three-game series with the Rockies. So I think the two extra games in this series are two of those games from that opening week four-game series. And then the three-game series with the Rockies is just tacked on at the end. It's why the Dodgers end with a six-game series against the Rockies. But this this doubleheader, the roster rules allow you, on a day that you have a doubleheader, you can add a 29th man, an extra man. Normally it's 20, a 27th man, uh, but because we're in September, the roster is already 28. So you get to add a 29th man for the doubleheader. The Dodgers announced on Monday that their 29th man will be Ryan Pepio and that he will be that Michael Grove will get the start in the uh the first game of the doubleheader and then Pepio will piggyback on him and I think they're probably hoping to get seven or eight innings between Grove and Pepio combined both of them you know it'll uh, Grove has made three starts for the Dodgers Pepio's made seven I think they've both averaged a little under five innings per start and so If they could do that, if they can, you know, one goes four, one goes five, one goes four and a third, one goes four and two thirds, they could pitch the whole game. And if the offense shows up, uh, that would be great, you know, to to let the rookies not have any stress, just have a, uh, just a stress-free game. Right now the, there are no, the, the Diamondbacks haven't announced their starting pitcher. I was just looking to see if I had missed it uh, since I started recording no announcement yet as far as who the d starting pitcher will be. And uh, we know it'll be Michael. Oh, now it is. According to the app, it's going to be Zach Davies, uh, which is, he's a guy the Dodgers have had pretty good sex- success against him this year. And so it'd be nice if the offense could knock him around a little bit, just make a stress-free, okay, rookies, go out and just pitch us a complete game. Because on a doubleheader, you don't want to have to use anybody in both games of the doubleheader. And if they could get those, the nine innings from the rookies. Here's the benefit of that. Neither of those guys is going to be on the roster for very long. Pepio, we know for sure will be sent back to the minors because Pepio, it's, it's a little loophole. You know, that this year with the new CBA, there's actually a rule on how many times you can be optioned to the minor leagues in a season. It used to be you, you got an option year, you got three option years and each year that you were optioned to the minor leagues, that counts as an option year. But within that option year, you could be optioned as many times as a team wanted. You could be optioned a dozen times. Uh, but with the new CBA, they capped that at five. You can only be optioned to the minors five times. And uh, Pepio has already been optioned to the minors five times this year. And so the reason they're getting away with this is because the loophole is you don't have to option a guy after he comes up to be the 29th, 29th man for a doubleheader. You're just returning him to the minors. So... They're able to call Pepio up to pitch in this first game of the doubleheader and then return him to the minor leagues. It doesn't count as an option. Uh, They they actually did this with Pepio earlier this year, a a previous doubleheader, which it's kind of funny. Leave it to the Dodgers. If any team was going to find a way to send a guy to the minors seven times in the first year that that's limited to five times, it's going to be the Dodgers. So uh, that's what they're, they're doing with Pepio. Uh, he will be sent back immediately, and then Grove, either Michael Grove or Andre Jackson, is going to be optioned before Game Two of the of the doubleheader because Tyler Anderson, who's been on paternity leave, is coming back to pitch Game Two of the of the doubleheader, and so you had Andre Jackson, who was actually called up to fill in for Tyler Anderson while well, Anderson was on paternity leave. Congratulations to America's stepdad, by the way, on becoming, I, I don't know if it's his first kid or not, actually. Um, but, you know, he he's a great stepdad and a great dad, apparently. Um, I call him America's stepdad, if you haven't heard that, just because he kind of looks like a stepdad. You know, he's like, he's good looking enough that your mom would want to marry him, but he also looks like he's kind of a jerk, like a stepdad. Uh, so I call him America's stepdad. Uh, I don't know if it's funny, but I do it. You know, you ask my wife. That's kind of my motto in life. Uh, it's either funny or I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, Andre Jackson was called up to replace Anderson while Anderson was out on a pater- paternity leave. He's the one who makes logical sense to be sent back down uh, when Anderson comes back. But it could be Michael Grove. He's going to be going back too. He will have just started, which means he's useless for the next several days anyway. Ultimately, it might just be a, a paperwork thing uh, because... On Thursday, most likely, Blake Trinan is coming back. Dave Roberts announced on Monday Trinan had a, a sim game. Everything went well. He looked good. So assuming Trinan wakes up feeling well this morning, Tuesday morning, uh is going to be back on Thursday, which I think is the first day he's eligible to come back. Uh, and so he will be back. And whichever one of Grove or Jackson isn't optioned, to make room for Tyler Anderson will be option to make room for Ty- for Blake Trinan. All of this, of course, is assuming health. Assuming no, some not somebody else gets hurt. Um, but uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, Andre Jackson pitched on Sunday. He 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 was supposed to pitch the ninth inning uh, for the save and or, or the tenth inning. I mean, for the save, he didn't get through the whole tenth inning. They had to bring in Justin Brule. Uh, but Jackson just pitched on Sunday in relief, but he's still going to be more used than Grove, who who starts on Tuesday. So I wouldn't be surprised if they option Grove and save Jackson just in case they need him on uh, Wednesday before Trinan comes back. Uh, Ultimately, it doesn't matter. By the end of the week, chances are Ryan Pepio, Michael Grove, and Andre Jackson will all be back in the minors, and the Dodgers will be back, I think, with no actual rookies on their active roster. Last thing I want to talk about is another reliever. And that's Phil Bickford. Phil Bickford is weird. Uh, After August 26th, on August 26th, he uh, came in and pitched two-thirds of an inning in the seventh inning, blew a save, uh, allowed two runs in two-thirds of an inning, uh, allowed two hits and two walks. That ballooned his ERA up to 536. He had been, uh, basically, he's had some good streaks this year. But he has also had some big old clunker games. He has had uh, eight different games that he's allowed multiple runs. As a reliever, you're trying not to give up any runs. A game that you give up multiple runs, it, that's a killer. And he's had eight of those. Uh, and, but since since that game on August 26th, <sighs> Phil bickford has been really good. He's pitched in nine games, total of 10 and two-thirds innings, allowed five hits, one walk, and no runs in 10 and two-thirds innings. That's a 0.00 ERA, a FIP of 0.20, because he also has 17 strikeouts in those 10 and two-thirds innings. Um, It's like what we're seeing from Phil Bickford the last three weeks is what we saw from Phil Bickford last year. And now I was a 1,000% sure that Phil Bickford would not be on the Dodgers postseason roster uh on, on, after august 26th i actually wrote something on dodgers nation like that i i was i didn't think he would get another inning this year even in the regular season i thought he was done and then injuries to Gratterall and trinan and david price and everybody the, it made room for bickford to come back to the roster stay on the roster and he has made the most of it and it's kind of crazy and I still don't think he'll be on the postseason roster because they have so many guys, especially if everybody gets healthy, they have too many guys, but it wouldn't shock me to see Bickford on one of the series rosters. You know, if they say, okay, Tommy Canely, you're going to sit out this one. We're going to go with Bickford, you know, but even that there's so many guys who they could potentially have. And I don't know what they're going to do because right now they have 14 pitchers, uh, not counting Pepeo. Uh, you know, they're going to have 14 pitchers. And that's with Blake Trinan, Bruce Dargraderall, David Price, and Tony Gonsolin all on the injured list and expected to come back soon. Uh, That's 18 pitchers. They can only have 13 pitchers in any given postseason series, which means five guys who are currently on the roster. Now, some of those are easy. Michael Grove and Andre Jackson. Yeah, they're not going to be on the postseason. So we're down to having to make three cuts. Justin Brule. Pru- Probably not going to be on a postseason roster. Uh, you know, but then after that, there's nobody obvious. And so, yeah, it's probably Phil Bickford. It's probably, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But Phil Bickford has made the most of these chances he's gotten. Like I said, he was only he only got to stay on the roster because guys got hurt. But he has been lights out the last three weeks. And it's pretty awesome that even the guy who is terrible is actually pretty good. And so he'll be sitting in the stay hot camp in Arizona. If somebody goes down with an injury, which is a very real possibility, you know, Blake Trinan's arm, Bruce, our arm, Tommy Kainley's arm, all these guys, even if they're on the roster, they could get hurt at any time. And knowing that you have guys who are legit major league relievers ready to step in. I mean, the Dodgers bullpen could be a very major source of strength in the postseason. Obviously there's the Craig Kimbrell question, Uh, he, he made things interesting again tonight, a single and two hit batters, and then kind of saved bailed out by Gavin Lux on defense. Although honestly, Craig Kimbrels had such bad luck on balls and play this year that I think he probably deserved a little bit of good luck on a ball and play. But uh, anyway, you know, there's so many, there's still question marks about what's going to happen with the pitching. But the fact is the, the Dodgers bullpen is likely to be a very big strength. there in October, uh, Write it down, because I just said it out loud. That's what I believe. I think that's going to do it for me today. Uh, So much to talk about these coming weeks. Even though the games are individual and meaningless, it's still fun baseball to watch, and the Dodgers are still giving us a lot of enjoyment Uh, So thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, If you're not watching or listening to Locked On Dodgers every day, we would love if you add one or two days a month to your rotation. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers as much as you do, please tell them about the show. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.